Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Misadventures with the Narcissist Podcast. Now, it's been about two weeks since the last episode that I recorded, and if you listened to that episode, you may remember that I was in a bit of a conundrum as to how to move forward with this podcast, and I have had some time to think about it and to reflect on everything, so in today's episode, I want to talk to you about where I'm at now and what has been happening since then. The Misadventures with a Narcissist podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. With Audible.com, using the link that I have below in the show notes, you get one month free, your first month of membership, you get it free, so you can check out some of the books on narcissistic abuse that I highly, highly recommend you read if you want to become more familiar with what exactly is going on with the dynamics of this relationship. So the first book that I recommend you guys read about narcissistic abuse is called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. And it is by Dr. Ramani Durvasula. And she has an awesome YouTube channel that I also highly recommend. But you can listen to this book for free with your Audible free trial. Otherwise, the book is $21.99, I believe, to buy. My other favorite book is called Dodging Energy Vampires by Dr. Christian Northrop. And this is actually one of the books that really helped me understand what was going on in terms of the dynamics of narcissistic relationships. So you can get both of these books for free with your free 30-day trial from audible.com. And you can cancel anytime within the first 30 days. And these books are still yours to listen to. So make sure to use the link in the description or in the show notes below to get your free 30-day trial membership to audible.com. Now back to the show. Okay, so I wanted to start off this episode and maybe we will get into what happened during the last six months of my marriage to the narcissist. So hopefully we'll have time for that. But I wanted to explore this topic a little more because after my last episode, I wrote an email to my spiritual advisor. Actually, before I even go there, I wanted to say thank you to all of you who have left me messages and messages of encouragement and your perspective. And I so appreciate all, all of your support. Now, some of you have left me a way to get back in touch with you. So I will be reaching out to all of you who have left me a way to contact you soon. Uh, for those of you who didn't, thank you for your messages. And for everybody who keeps listening to the podcast, I think we're on episode 18. Thank you so much for being here every week. So after I recorded that episode, I, um, or maybe it was, I don't know, around the time that I recorded my last episode, I sent a message to my spiritual advisor. And this is what I wrote to her. I said, hi, I've been in my head a lot since our call and the group call this week. And I've been feeling like whatever happened with him was quote unquote, all my fault because I didn't love myself or respect myself enough. And that feels like a huge way to bear right now. It feels like, quote unquote, blaming and shaming the victim. And I know those are not great words to use and definitely not empowering, but I can't seem to get out of that space at all. It just feels like he did this to show me how shitty I was to myself. And now I'm not even aware enough to use the right words to talk to myself. It's just such a weird way to feel. And I just can't come to terms that I actually asked for all of this. I'm having a lot of resistance to this week's calls. What can I do to shift? Mm -hmm. And she wrote and said, 
the resistance shows progress. What would you like to do with the blame slash shame? Would you like to model something new? What can you do? What can you be in this now moment that is a small step into how you would like to feel? Can you embrace the little younger version of you and tell her that you love her, that you believe in her, and that you've got her in your arms? You are a creative genius. Begin with accepting what is and turn the shame into fueled action. In this moment, I'm okay. In this moment, I am here. In this moment, I have awareness around my experience. I am loving to my inner sense. My innocence, me. I am loving to me. So that is what my spiritual mentor wrote back. And it made a lot of sense. I totally can get on board with that. And at the same time, <laughs> um, I feel like part of what got me to do this podcast to begin with was that among other things that I've talked about before was that I didn't feel heard. I felt dismissed by my friends, my family, the people who I shared this with. And I felt like there was this sense of, okay, that happened. So what, you know, like it's time to move on and he's not all that bad and you participated too and all of that. And I feel like I have felt this thing of no one is really hearing what I'm saying. Like I'm crying out for help in a way, um, although, you know, not technically crying like literally, but I'm crying out for help and wanting to tell people how I feel and I'm being dismissed constantly. And the dismissal looks like stop being the victim. It looks like he's not that bad. It looks like, but you had some good times too. It also looks like, um, you know, other things people have said, like, well, you're just going to have to get over it or you're better off in this relationship, you know, you're better off that the relationship ended anyway. And it's like, yes, it's true. Though all of those things are true, but what I really wanted the most, and I think what we all want is to be heard and to be validated. And there is shame in wanting to be validated, at least in the circles that I run in, because there's this spiritual, um, <laughs> I guess, rule that needing validation from someone else is wrong and it makes you weak and it makes you dependent and it makes you codependent. And as someone who has struggled with codependence, someone like me and many um, men and women who are in narcissistically abusive relationship relationships, it's almost like your goal is now to not become codependent. So when you go to someone and ask for help, or when you go and ask for advice, or when you want to share your story, it's almost like, well, don't share it because you're still codependent. Like if you're still talking about it, if you want me to hear you, if you want me to validate you, you're still being codependent. And that's something that I've really, really struggled with. And then over the last few weeks, I've realized that we all want that. Like we all want to be heard. We all want to be listened to. We all want to have our experience validated by someone else. And when someone, when you go to someone for help or when you share your opinion or something, 
the you literally people go just to have someone else listen to them. So obviously, sometimes you go for advice as well. And I do go to other people for advice when I'm struggling with something. But oftentimes when we share our pain and our hurt, it's not because we want advice. It's because we want to be heard and we want to be understood and we want to be validated. And not, I don't mean validation in a codependent way. I just mean validation of your experience as something that is real. And I think a lot of people don't understand this because when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, there is a lot of invalidation, maybe the right word. Um, There's a lot of I think gaslighting is the right word where you are made to believe that your experience is not valid and that it's almost like you're made to believe that you're crazy for thinking or believing or saying what you're saying. And anytime somebody, when I go to somebody to share this or ask for, um, ask just for someone to hear the story, right? Just for someone to listen to the story. There's a lot of that kind of response where it's like, it could be worse. At least he didn't hit you. You have three children out of this. You should be grateful. You know, like all of those things or, or even things like I've said before, like, well, it's time to move on. You need to get over it. Like all of those things are their own form of gaslighting because it is invalidating your experience. And I think when my spiritual mentor said, well, stop being the victim, he's just reflecting back to you how you already feel about yourself. (laughs) To me, it's like, okay, but you're not really validating my story and you're not validating my experience. And I think that's what was really triggering for me because it is a valid experience. And like I said before, in the previous episode, there is a reason the word victim exists. And there's also a difference between being a victim, feeling victimized, acting like a victim, and then moving on with your life and no longer being a victim. But going through an experience like this, as anybody who goes through a traumatic experience, whether it's the death of a loved one or um, or violence or, you know, like surgery or whatever experience you're going through, that does define you. And you can't, I don't know, I just feel like you can't be human and not feel the range of emotions. And for someone to tell you that those are wrong to feel, I think is just really, really insensitive. So I guess what I wanted to say with this is that I have thought a lot about my conversation with her and my last episode that I recorded. And I do realize that I allowed a lot of this. And I allowed it because I didn't know any better. I allowed it because I thought that's what I was supposed to do um, in order to, I guess, to be loved. I allowed it for many reasons that are now starting to make sense to me. However, that still doesn't mean that he didn't do those things and that he's off the hook and that he's a good person because there are two sides, right? Like he did it. 
and I allowed it. Now, there are people who don't do those things to other people. There are loving, caring people who don't treat their partners that way. And there are people who, when their partner treats them that way, they get out and they recognize it and they are... In, in a sense, strong enough and secure in themselves enough to just leave and to feel like, you know, this doesn't feel good. The way he's treating me right now or the way he's speaking to me just does not feel good and does not feel right. And all of those types of people exist, right? But that doesn't mean that what he did was okay. And I think part of what I've been so resistant to is the fact that true, like I can only control myself. I can only control how I act, how I react, how I interpret things. I cannot control what somebody else does or says or anything like that. So yes, I totally stayed in the relationship and I actually plan maybe in an episode or two from now, I want to talk about all of the reasons that I stayed. I think I have like at least 25 reasons. I wrote them all down about why I did stay in this narcissistically abusive relationship. And they all made sense to me at the time. And some of them still make sense now in a weird way. But I could totally see how I allowed this to happen. And again, having said that, that does not mean that he's not still responsible for the things that he did. And it doesn't mean that he didn't do those. And it doesn't mean that those things are not valid. He still is a jerk. He's still an asshole. He's still a narcissistic human being who is emotionally and mentally and psychologically abusive and who did do things that are not okay to do to another human being, especially another human being that you are married to and you're having children with and you are sharing your life with. And I think whenever somebody attacks me in a way for feeling or for feeling a certain way and telling me that I shouldn't feel that, or I should move on from that, or I should, 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 right? All of the different things that I should do to me, it automatically implies that what he did doesn't matter. And I think that's why I'm so triggered <laughs> anytime somebody says, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't have that experience. You shouldn't. It's in the past. It's X, Y, Z. And that is so triggering because the whole, if you really understand narcissistic abuse, it's so much of it is about you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't think this way, right? Like it makes you feel like you're crazy. So when you are out of this relationship and when you're trying to explain to somebody all of the crazy making and all of the things that you felt and all of the things that you still feel as you're processing and they just tell you, you shouldn't feel that, it's really, really triggering. And I think if you have experienced narcissistic abuse, you will totally understand what I mean by that. If you haven't, I think it's really difficult to understand. And yes, it's true that I have moved on, right? Like I have done a lot of healing. I am still 
a functioning adult. I still run my business. I still show up in the world. I still contribute to society. Like my life hasn't stopped in a way, but I am just surviving right now, right? Like I'm not at the point where I am thriving and I'm having this amazing life and I'm traveling around the world and I have boundless amounts of energy and I can launch businesses left and right and I can, you know, wake up at five and go running five miles. Like I'm not (laughs) that person yet, you know, and I used to be that person and I know it's possible, but I'm not that person yet because of all of the things that have happened. Now I am working on bringing a lot of those things back and I have made a lot of progress, but I also feel like I'm doing it on my own timeline and we're all doing life on our own timeline. And anytime somebody says you shouldn't feel this way or you shouldn't be at this stage or you should get over this and you're not doing it quick enough and all of those things, I think It's literally like it triggers all of the gaslighting that someone experiences in a narcissistically abusive relationship. So those are the things that I have realized since the last episode and I guess over the last few weeks. And um, I think part of why I started this podcast is to empower myself and empower others and to make others not feel less alone. And I also started it because I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel heard by people who didn't understand what narcissistic abuse really entails. And it's really comforting to feel heard. And I have gotten many of your messages and thank you again um, for people who are hearing me and I am hearing you and we're hearing each other. And I think that is what the world needs more of. You know, we need more listening and hearing and really just giving someone space to share their story without judgment and without being told that they shouldn't feel this wide range of emotions that we all have as human beings. You know, now, if I was unable to live my life, you know, and some people sadly after abuse, whether it's emotional or physical or psychological, some people do totally crumble and are not able to live normal lives again. Like if you look at people who've gone to war and people who have PTSD and people who have been raped and abused and beaten, like all of those things, our nervous system just shuts down and you just can't function as a normal human being again. And I think to tell those people that they're wrong for feeling that way or for having their nervous system react that way is just really, really insensitive. And having said that, I also do understand that you want to be positive and you want to pick people up and you want to help them to thrive and succeed and get their shit together and get back and conquer life and live a full life. So both of those things exist, but I just wish that they would exist without so much judgment and without people imposing their timeline 
on your own healing, on your own journey, and on your your experience because it's just I don't know it's it's really really triggering. So that is what I have realized from my last podcast that I recorded, and I've also realized that I want to keep doing the podcast. I still have a lot more to say. I still have a lot more to share. I still have a lot of things that I have not even said yet or uncovered. And it is really hard for me to do this because every time I talk about it, like I am so sick of talking about him. I am so damn sick of talking about this man. And I'm just so over it. But at the same time, I think it is a really important part of my healing and I think it's part of the story and I think the story needs to be told because there are other people, especially women and men in this position who feel like they are not heard and who feel like their voice is pretty much gone, you know, and it's just, I don't know, it's really sad. Like I, a lot of times I feel really sad for myself and for what I had to go through. And there is a lot of sadness and a lot of regret and a lot of shame and a lot of emotions that I feel at various times. But there is also the good part, you know, there's also like, I know how resilient I am. And I know that I know that there's a purpose to all of this. And I totally feel like I have fallen, and this sounds weird, but I have fallen in love with myself and who I am and my journey more than I ever have in my entire life. And I think that is such a gift because many of us don't get to experience that. And for me to have this gift as sad and destructive and all of those things that it was and it still is and it has been, I totally see the purpose to all of this. Like I, the more time goes on and the more I talk about it, the more I see its purpose in my life. And for that, I am super, super grateful. So that is what I wanted to share today. And I think because we're already at um, over 20 minutes, I am going to save the next, or I'm going to save the last six months of my marriage for my next episode. Um, And I also think I may not do these weekly. Um, I may, because I think I've been feeling a lot of pressure to be consistent. And with that consistency, it just felt like, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel right anymore. And I I still want to do these weekly or as regularly as possible, but I want to record them when I am up for it, when I feel like I have clarity and I'm truly ready to talk about this. So you may not see them every Friday or Saturday like you have before. You may see them Um, every few days or maybe every 10 days or so, but I will still continue to do this and share the story because I think it is really, really important, not just for me, 
but for other people as well. So that is what I wanted to share now with this episode. And I'm also, I wanted to talk, I guess, a little bit about other episodes that I have in mind that I wanted to talk about. So if you want to hear any of this, make sure to subscribe so you can get this in your podcast player as soon as they are available, especially now since I will not be doing, you know, releasing the episode at the same time each week. But I want to talk about narcissistic abuse and sex. I want to talk about narcissists and money, narcissists and other family members and my friends. I want to talk about the narcissist and his job, the narcissist and my job and my career. I want to talk about special occasions and what happens uh, when you are with a narcissist during a special occasion. I want to talk about the narcissist and money. I can't remember if I've said that already, Um, but I do want to talk about that because that is really, really important. I want to talk about the narcissist and health and what could happen. And I want to talk about my healing journey a little bit and what I have been through, things I've tried and all of that. I want to talk about narcissistic abuse and therapy and going to marriage counseling and what a shut show that was and um, taking our kids to counseling and how... I don't even know the right words, how abusive that was. And to watch your kids being abused in front of a therapist who is supposed to recognize this, but many of them don't. So I want to talk about that and how crazy (laughs) that experience was. And yeah, there's a lot more that I want to talk about. And I feel it's really important to share all of those things. So I'm going to continue to share them. And I also want, I know I still have to finish the story of how my marriage ended. So in the next episode, I will share that story. I will talk about, I want to say the worst six months of my life, psychologically and physically and mentally and Uh, maybe there's a reason I've been avoiding that because it is really hard to talk about. So I want to talk about that in the next episode. So I hope you guys subscribe. Thank you so much for all your supportive messages and for listening and for tuning in. And I am really looking forward to sharing the rest of this journey with you. And thank you so much again from the bottom of my heart for being here and for listening and hearing me. Um, It's really, really important for all of us to be heard. And I hope you are heard as well. And I really appreciate every single one of you. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.